This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award-winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Cindy Yu and I'm joined by Katie Bors and James Forsyth. Is Liz Truss getting more momentum? Because now Suella Braverman is out of the race, she has given her backing to Liz Truss. And Katie, does it seem like Liz Truss is uniting the right in a way that we think that she could do? She's beginning to, but as ever, it's not so simple in this contest as one figure saying to the MPs who back them, I'm backing Liz Truss, and then we're following. So Suella Braverman, I think there are some negotiations, or we put it, you know, a series of talks yesterday after Suella Braverman was knocked out of the race. I think the Kevin Badenoch camp were hoping that Suella could come out and back them. Um, I think particularly because Suella Braverman had given an interview where she'd been critical of Penny Morden. It was quite clear because of the trans row where Suella Braverman has accused Penny Morden of, of being loose with the truth about her position on the maternity bill, that she was not going to back Penny Morden. But she'd also said, well, Liz Truss did back Remain, I had to take that into account. So I think there was some hope amongst Kemi Badenoch supporters that she could go there. In the end, Suella Braverman has said that she is backing Liz Truss. Kemi Badenoch was uh, giving an interview in the radio where she said she was disappointed, but also had a, a bit of a jibe in the sense that she said, I'm not giving out jobs, I'm running my campaign differently, which the clear insinuation, implication that she felt Suella Braverman had gone to the Liz Truss camp on the promise of a job, rather than backing her so more blue and blue we are approaching and now there is a coup in a way for Liz Truss but again her camp say they expect her to win a, 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 I think just over half of the supporters that Suella Braverman had so that means some of them were going in different directions and we're speaking on Friday and you look at some of the WhatsApp groups and you know amongst the ERGs the European Research Group lot you have some coming out and saying we're backing Liz Truss, and you're already having some Brexiteers replying, so I'm not sure about that. I might back Kemi Badenoch. Let's see how the debates go. So I think Liz Truss is definitely the front runner when it comes to the right, but I think we're beginning to see that perhaps it is an impossible task, and maybe one that just no one is capable of, to unite the right of the party. And the question is, can she gain enough supporters that she starts to compete against Penny Mordaunt? Will she do enough to, when it comes to the next ballot, at least get close to where Penny Mordaunt is, if not overtake her? And Katie, I guess just briefly, you make an interesting point on that, you know, that MPs don't have to decide, don't have to declare their loyalty until Monday, because that's when the next vote is. So they don't have to decide, really, until then. No, exactly. So I think endorsements such as Suella Braverman's are important because it looks so you have momentum behind you. I think that's really key at the moment. But we have a debate tonight. We'll have a podcast after that with um, the first televised debate. And then you have more coming. And therefore, I think there's plenty to play for before that vote on Monday. You've also got the Sunday papers. I think we can expect there to be more attacks. Um, so you've got media performances and more stories coming out. And that means that's been really decisive because right now it's actually really hard to predict who that final two is going to be. Yes, Rishi Sunak is out in front. So if you had to bet money, I think it looks like one of the most likely people to make the final two, but he's not at 120 yet. And there's lots of swinging in numbers between the various camps. So the final two looks at the moment as though it'll be two of 
Liz Trust, Rishi Sunak and Penny Mordaunt. But there can be plenty of surprises and little certainty right now. Now, James, speaking of Blue on Blue, yesterday we talked about David Frost's um, criticism of Penny Mordaunt. Today he's come out in the Daily Telegraph criticising Kemi Badenoch. Has he declared for Liz Trust yet? Uh, he has indeed. And I mean, what's interesting about the Telegraph article is he has another whack at Penny Morden, saying that a government led by her couldn't succeed, therefore he couldn't serve in it. And then we also have a story that the Department of International Trade are pointing people to the fact that Penny Morden made no international trips in the first quarter of a year, and the suggestion being that if you're uh, meant to be a trade promotion minister, not having left the country, uh, it, it suggests that you haven't got an entirely diligent approach to your job. So I think there is definitely a movement against Penny Morden from the trust camp. Uh, I think it's very striking how Simon Clark, who is one of Liz Truss's most senior supporters, hasn't attempted to kind of. There's, there's no attempt to disguise here, and I think it's a very interesting question about tonight's debate whether whether Liz Truss goes directly for mm. Penny Morden on this question, on these questions. And I've also thought the interesting thing about the Frost piece was a kind of right that, that basically saying he's backing Liz Truss, but he'll back anyone against Penny Morden in the final two. I think on Katie's point. I think the trust camp are doing a bit of expectations management here because if you look at who the supporters of Tugendhat and Badenoch, those are slightly harder votes for Liz Truss to get. So I think she needs to get the vast majority of Brotherman's 27 to pull this round. And, and I think she has relative optimism too because in terms of voting groups, the 27 backing Brotherman are the most... They won't, as, as Katie said, but they are the most... They, they are the most likely to act as a block because there is already a kind of long experienced ERG whipping operation. And so I think you can expect them to try and move as many of them as possible into the trust column. I think, though, as Katie said, that for some, just the emotional fact of trying to back someone who didn't back Brexit in 2016 is, is still going to be too much for some people. And James, just looking ahead to tonight then, if you were advising the leadership candidates, what is the best way for them to play this? Because, you know, you suggested that the list trust is trying to get, be out here to stop Penny Morden, but won't it show her in a bad light if she's quite catty, obviously? I mean, it's one thing for her allies to be briefing the papers. It's another for her to be launching um, broadsides. Yeah, I think it's an interesting format. I think it's a format that plays quite heavily to Kemi Badenoch's strengths, right? Because... Frankly, because, as Katie said, the, the, everyone's assumption is that the final three is Morden, Trust, Sunak. Everyone kind of wants Kevin Madden support, so I don't think anyone's going to go after her. And she is very good at distilling big ideas down into, into clear, crisp language. I think Tom Tugendhat thinks that, you know, the reason he was desperate to stay in the race, not going to drop out. And as I understand it, there was quite a bit of pressure from the 1922 committee who were running the election saying, look, come on. Oh, really? Not on Tom Tugendhat, but just in general. Like, If people wish to drop out, we'd be very happy to facilitate that <laughs> so we can ra- rattle through we'll these rounds the quite quickly. <laughs> um, someone was saying to me that when uh, Graham Brady announced the results, Robert, it, yesterday he rather pointedly said, should the candidates choose to proceed? But it, you know, I think he thinks that this could be Cameron Conference 2005 mm. for him. He is debate prepping just across the street from here. I think he envisages these two debates as a potential standout moment from now I think considering where he is on first two votes having gone backwards a little bit it'll be hard but I think he I think he wants to to boost himself there and then I think they're kind of for the three front runners you know the big question for Penny Morden is how does she do in this debate can she can she use this debate to cement the gains mm. she's made this week Rishi Zunat has the biggest record to defend so that is a kind of question for him how do you defend your record in this setting with, with 
four other candidates. And then I think Liz Truss needs a good performance because the Daily Mail, which has been, I think, fair to say, quite supportive of her candidacy, saying that you know she just needs a, a, a bit of. I think I think a bit, a bit of oil on the wheels. I think was the phrase they used to say. So she could definitely do with a with, with a bit of a moment to inject some more energy into her campaign. Mm. And Katie, is the scrapping between the three women in the still in the contest actually leaving someone like Rishi Sunak relatively unscrutinized for now, at least not victim to this kind of negative briefing? Um, there's a quote in the Times today that says um, from a Sunak ally that says he doesn't want to use all his ammunition at this stage, and he doesn't have to. I mean, I think if. Any, if any candidate has been subject to the most uh, vicious briefing so far, it is Rishi Sunak. I think he's probably getting a little bit of a break at the latest stage of the week because Blue and Blue has broken out. Now Penny Mordaunt has become, uh, you know, I do think, the dark horse candidate to win this leadership contest. And not to say, oh, she's the bookie's favourite. Well, it's taken lots of the other leadership campaigns by surprise how well she is doing. And it has unsettled them. And... Therefore, I think now it's almost uh, this fight on the right between them and also trying to stop Penny Morden. So the, the level of focus of the briefings against Rishi Sunak has perhaps taken a back seat. But I think if we just look through this entire week, I mean, the fact that Liz Truss is pitching herself as the only candidate who can take on Rishi Sunak, the fact you have Boris Johnson loyalists, you know, giving interviews saying that he was trying to bring down the government and he's treacherous. And also this the constant efforts to try and link Rishi Sunak with Dominic Cummings mm. um, by the Johnson side to, to say this, this guy is ultimately malign does show you the level of vitriol Rishi Sunak is facing and probably face more of but I think because there is this big scramble right now to try and uh, work out who if you go along with the idea that Rishi Sunak is, is likely to make the final two who could face in there I think that's where we could see some attacks coming which obviously isn't a bad place for Rishi Sunak to be if the focus is there but I think in this race no one is safe from blue and blue. Well, Katie, that's a great place to end on. Katie and James, thanks very much. And thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back later this evening after the debate.